This episode is sponsored by KIS Academics. Find private tutoring and online courses, including a free one that I did about mastering LinkedIn on kisacademics.com. Hi everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Student Space. In this episode, I'm chatting to Maddie, who is studying a Bachelor of Nursing at Deakin University. We talk all about her transition from high school to a university student, about making friends. We talk specifically about her nursing experience, different types of wards, and the clinical fellowship that she's completing at Epworth Hospital. Enjoy the episode. I'd like to begin by respectfully acknowledging the Wurundjeri people of the Kulon Nation, who are the traditional custodians on this land on which this podcast is recorded on. I pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging and extend that respect to any Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people who may be listening to this podcast. Welcome, Maddie, to an episode of The Student Space. I'm so excited to hear all about your degree studying a Bachelor of Nursing. But before we do jump into it, start us off by telling us who you are and what you wanted to be when you were younger. Hi, I'm Maddie or maybe Nursing with Maddie on Instagram. And when I was younger, I wanted to teach uh, prep really badly. Oh, wow. That is so cute. Well, you never know. You might end up being a prep teacher later in life. (laughs) I was always saying, I was like, if nursing doesn't work out, I'll go back and be a teacher, I think. Mm, well, you never know. Um, but, you know, as a nurse, you can work with preps too and children. Well, like there's so many opportunities to go to schools and like immunizations and that initial like when you're in prep, you get like a health assessment done. It's totally something you can go and do, which um, I've totally looked into maybe when I'm a bit older. Oh, there you go. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. So anyway, let's talk about your high school days before we jump into the whole bachelor's degree. What was your high school experience like? Um, I really, I had a rough time in high school. I totally rebelled um, with authority, I guess you could say. Um, but I was like that until I knew that I wanted to be a nurse. And when, once I had that drive, totally shifted and put all my effort into, um, you know, working hard and becoming the person I wanted to be when I left school. Yeah, yeah. And so when you were in school, at what moment did you think or at what moment did you realise, yep, I want to do nursing? I was in class and they put on an episode of One Born Every Minute and I was like, this is so cool, like the relationships these people have and the way that, you know, midwives and nurses are so looked up to. I was like, I want someone maybe to one day look up to me, I think, because like a big thing for me. That's so special. And so when you decided that, did you go and speak to any careers counsellors or did you go to any open days? So how did you decide where you wanted to study nursing? Um, because I'm from New South Wales, we have a careers counsellor and she was super lovely and, you know, directed me to a lot of New South Wales universities, which is not something that I really wanted. I really wanted to move to Melbourne. Um, and so she was really great in going okay, cool, we can totally switch from, you know, the normal New South Wales information I would give. And um, she pushed me to a lot of um, different unis. And I 
I think I picked Deakin in the end because um, I just like looked at the facilities and went, this is so great. I, I didn't get the opportunity to come and have a look at the uni because it was so far away for me. But just like alone from the, you know, our website, I thought this looks great. Um, this is somewhere I totally can see myself learning. Yeah, absolutely. And so did you have a backup option if you didn't get into Deakin? Was there another Melbourne university? Yeah, so I looked at um, La Trobe and Monash. Um, I looked at La Trobe especially because they have a campus very close to my hometown. So if worse came to worse, I was going to stay in Albury. And I looked at Monash but realised you had to take maths and I didn't take maths during year 11 and 12. So I quickly had to think, oh, so I only applied to Deakin and La Trobe in the end. Okay, fair enough. And so before we jump into the bachelor's degree, I want to clear something up. So for students listening, they might not even realize that there's a difference. And I've heard of EN and I've heard of RN. So of course, EN stands for enrolled nurse and then RN is a registered nurse. What's the difference? It's just the difference in where you're attending, I think, is a big part of it. Um, ENs uh, go through TAFE um, and RNs is a degree, in a sense, that you go to uni for. And you'll, like, I don't see the difference in ENs and RNs sometimes because a lot of ENs become EENs and become enrolled, and that means that they can deliver medication. Um and so it just it's just a different, a different pathway. And a lot of people that I've spoken to have been in EN for a couple of years and then come to do their RN. It's just an extra two and a half years of study. Okay, good to know. So the Deakin um, Bachelor course is a registered nurse course? Yes, yeah. Okay, cool. And so talk me through a rough structure of the course. So how long is it? How is it broken up each year? So it is three years long and runs in trimesters. I take about three to four units a trimester um, and it's very structured. At Deakin you have exactly what you're taking each um, trimester and only in the second year you get to pick electives which I quite enjoy. I quite like being told I'm learning and know that I'm learning everything. I'm I'm glad that I don't have to pick as much. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Now tell me, let's go back to first year. What subjects did you do in the first year? Like what kinds of things do you learn about? So you take anatomy and physiology, which is about anatomy and the way the body works and it goes into very like the details of it is right to the point it is everything you need to know from cells to the way that blood works to the way that you walk it goes in it every step of the way um it's a good subject it, you use it throughout um I took a community or not community I took uh quality and safety and care which is just the basics um, it's all about how we speak to patients and making beds, the stuff that you originally you think, oh, the boring stuff, but you do it every day and it's some of the most important stuff you'll learn. And um, what else did I take? It feels like such, such a long time ago now. <laughs> 
I know, right? And once we do a subject, we almost forget about it and we're like, okay, that's it, done. Exactly. And like, I totally forgotten the names of them, but like, I still use that content every single day. You, I still open those unit sites sometimes to have a look at things and make sure that what I'm saying is what I've actually learned all that time ago. Um, but I think first year is actually like a lot of people say that first year can be quite boring, but I, I don't think that at all. Ah, why do they say it's boring? Is it because it's quite introductory and basic? I think it's, it's very dry, I guess, in the sense if you, I've always wanted to be a nurse and because I've decided, you know, around year nine, 10, that this is definitely what I wanted to do. I, um, had watched so many TV shows, so many things. I've read so much. So that first thing of how to make a hospital corner, I've I've been doing hospital corners on my bed for years and it was kind of boring. And I think there's no um, needles or anything until the latter half of the year. So at that first point, you're like, this is, oh, this is kind of boring. Like, I don't know, like you do get a bit bored and then you get into the next second half and it's all about you know insulin and giving needles and you start giving medication and that's when you kind of see what other nurses are doing and placement becomes super interesting because you're doing wounds and all those kind of things that you've watched nurses do and you're now putting that into practice totally and that is the fun part that comes later so if you could stick it out the first semester and just cover the basics yeah then the rest is actual fun practical nursing stuff definitely and like I know a lot of people that first placement they leave after it and I think no like stay stay because it does get so much better Wow. Okay. We will talk about placement in just a moment, but okay. In your first year, what are the assessments like? Are you doing quizzes? Do you have exams? It's a mixture of the both. It does depend. A lot of the um, the more theoretical subjects will have um, assignments. You'll have two assignments, an exam or three assignments. The subjects that have a practical component to them will have quizzes and they're every two to three weeks, um, and an assignment or either they'll have quizzes and then you'll have your hurdle, which is your pass or fail, and you walk in there, get a skill, perform the skill, um, and that makes up because a lot of the unit is made up from your placement. Ah, gotcha. Okay, cool. And what was your contact hours like in the first year? We are in lockdown, so we were online, but... How many hours a week were you studying? First week before we went into lockdown, I had class nearly every single day. Wow. I was re- I was pretty busy, probably about 10 hours a week at the very, very start. Um, and then when COVID happened and we were able to come once a week, it was probably about two hours actually on campus and then six hours of theory. Which isn't too bad because I guess you can still manage part-time work or things outside of uni as well. Absolutely. Like I know I have friends in other courses and they can't work because they're so like so involved and you would think it would be the other way around but nursing is there's not a lot of um, on campus or not on campus at the moment but there's not a lot of um, 
actual hours of work you have to do. Well, that's good to know. And you did mention about picking electives in, I believe, the second year. What kinds of subjects were they? Any fun subjects outside of nursing that you could do? So for trimester one, I went out of nursing and I did HSN 101 Nutritions of Food. So I did a nutrition unit. And it was really interesting, actually. We it talked a lot about what is in food and how we cook food and how when we cook food, different things happen. And it goes into like a cultural and history reset and it looks at um, what we ate, you know, 100 years ago and what we eat today and why were those deficiencies more common because we were eating less of that and more of this. Um that was definitely a really interesting um, subject and it was quite busy because it had a lot of going back to how much work it we had about, you know, four hours of class each week. Wow. Well, it's nice that the course gives you the flexibility to try different things as well. And nursing, not nursing, nutrition is really applicable to a career as a nurse as well. Absolutely. The first assignment for the um, unit is where you see yourself it is a first year unit so it's where you see yourself in five years and it talks about you know where you start where you finish and so I talked about nursing but put a nutrition you know perspective of it and at the time in my nursing subject we were learning about like feeding tubes and GT tubes and stuff so I could relay both the units and connect it was it was really really great that's incredible great to know and okay in high school and I understand you did HSC in New South Wales but any of the things or any subjects that you did in VC oh my god I said VC any subjects that you did in high school relate to anything that you're learning now so for example biology or health so I took uh, a lot of subjects because I wanted to be a nurse. So all of mine really relate to the course now. So I took biology, which I see a lot of, but I took chemistry, which I see more of. I see a lot of chemistry, which like really helps when you can like visualize the way drugs work and metabolization, reabsorption. I totally understand in the way of how drugs work. I took PDHPE, which is physical development, health and physical education which um, is all theory and they talk about um, health and the way we talk about Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander health. We talk about the World Health Organization. So like that real historical side of nursing was really shown between that unit. And I was really fortunate because HSC has a communicated, like has a, I don't know what you would say, has a connection with TAFE New South Wales. So I took a TVET course. So I have my my Cert 4 in Allied Health Assistance. So I'm an Allied Health worker technically. That's incredible. We have similar thing here in Victoria, which is kind of like our vet subjects, but that links so closely to nursing. I did get a lot of backlash. I don't know if VC is the same, but we've got your A courses and your B courses. So your A courses are typically harder and your B courses aren't, and they're typically ranked less. Um, But part of, you know, people said, oh, you're doing a B course. And I was like, yeah, but it's allied health assistance and I want to go into nursing. And it's such like a lot of that stuff in first year didn't have to look at because I'd done allied health assistance. And I understood how to talk to patients and I understood, um, 
you know, duty of care and confidentiality and all those things that you wouldn't know if you weren't in that situation. I definitely understood because of this unit and I don't regret taking it. You've said such great insight because here as well, there's this notion of if you do like a TAFE subject or we call them VET subjects, oh, it's not as good or you don't get like more ATAR points because they get scaled down. So you're right, the feelings of backlash, they're very much the same here as well. Yeah, I I definitely want to remove that stigma because I, if that's what you want to do in life, why not get that head start? And that's what I feel like I've had is a head start in everything I've done. I've been on placement, I've worked in aged care because of it. And it's a great thing I have on my resume. And like people do look at it and they say, that's a great thing that you've done over year 11 and 12. And I said, it was something I focused on. And I I definitely feel for anyone who's been stigmatized for taking a TAFE course during year 11 and 12. Totally. And so, okay, we touched on maths and you said you didn't do any maths. How much maths is in your course, if any? Um, no, there's not a lot. The only time that I did struggle, I did, you do quality of medicine um, and you've got to do a couple of calculations for working out dosages and a lot of people were picking out really quickly but I had to remember how to do a fraction, how to do division. And I, I hadn't done it in, you know, three, four years. And I was like, this, this sucks. And I, sometimes I did feel a bit stupid. It sounds sad, but I was sitting there and I was putting my hand up. Like, I have no idea what's going on. Teachers looking at me like it's basic maths. And I was like, yep. Yeah, but I chose drama over maths because I wanted to have people skills over mathematics is what I had decided. And I was in a top level math class until year 10. And a lot of people were quite disappointed that I didn't pick maths, but I don't think it has affected me anywhere else. And now that I know those formulas and they're in my head, I don't think twice about the maths. Absolutely. Again, this speaks like wonders to anyone listening because if you aren't good at maths or if you don't like maths that's totally okay because if you're doing nursing or if you're doing another course there's so much support and I'm sure you access your teachers or your tutors at uni to be like hey I don't know this can you help me and of course they would have helped you a thing that Deacon has we have maths mentors oh that's great so yeah like I had a session once a week and we just covered some of those basics so that they weren't fully medicating, like medication recommended, like uh, equations, but I was still practicing those techniques of, you know, divide that and that can be crossed out and times that and things that I guess someone who's done, you know, maths in year 11 and 12 wouldn't think twice about. But for me, that was something that I was really nervous about. That's so good to know. And I think a lot of students listening would almost feel a sigh of relief because like, oh, it's okay, I can still do nursing and even if there are calculations, I'll be fine. Mm, Exactly. Wow, okay, that is so great to know. And my next question I wanted to ask you about was about the social life of your course or the university. And I do know it's tricky in times of lockdown, but what advice do you give for students starting university next year and how they can make friends? I think definitely put yourself out there in the way that if there is a day where you can go and see all the clubs you can join at uni, don't put too much on your plate, but definitely if you're involved in nursing, 
go to the nursing society group and sign up because there's great events that go on and um, just little things of like you want to play a sport, like go and join a sports team because you'll have, like I have my friends in my course, my friends on res, and then my friends in the nursing society, I'm a part of that. And they're all different people who if I've got one thing, I'll go to someone. If I've got another thing, I'll go to another person. And I, I that was definitely a big thing for me. I was so, so worried about not making friends. Even living on res, I was super, super worried about it. But I've got a lot of friends that are from campus, so many campus friends that I've just sat with in class, grabbed, and I've, I'm pretty – out there so I'm pretty great at saying like can I have your number or can I have your snapchat to like chat and I've made a lot of friends that way love it and you mentioned living on res which if for anyone listening we're going to do a whole other episode about Maddie's experience living out of home first year out of school as well so listen out for that but I love the idea of having different friends from different kind of groups and really your friends are based on things that you're interested in. So you share common interests with your nursing friends, then the friends from class. It's it's great. It's it's so good. And I think there's that worry about coming to uni, but don't stress because you, you'll make friends. Like don't stress. That was my biggest worry, but you do. You really do. And you know what? I'm just going to add everyone's in the same boat. So many people come to That's uni it. by themselves. I knew no one no one. And I got to res and then saw two people I went to high school with were there, had no idea they were going to the same place. Look at that. See, it's such a small world, even in a new state. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And so now let's talk about placement. A huge part of nursing degrees requires practical experience in the hospitals, in aged care or whatnot. Tell me about your first placement experience. So when it was, how long it was, what kind of things did you do? So I did my first placement in June and it was actually before masks were mandatory in hospitals. So it was quite, you know, it was a scary time Um, and it was meant to be five days long and it cut cut short at three. Um, I fainted and it was a really sad time and everyone was freaking out about COVID and they thought I had COVID and it was a really stressful time. But in the three days that I was there, I was on a geriatric rehab ward and we just did a lot of um, TLC comfort care, a lot of changing beds, helping with meals, putting socks on. And that's like that first placement is quite dry in the way that you are just doing things that you normally do for yourself. You're just having to do it for others. Um, And you can't touch medications. You're just watching and you're just being a supportive person on the ward and you're just going around helping out, maybe seeing things for the first time. It's definitely a good week. Um, Just don't faint is my recommendation. (laughs) (laughs) the poor student nurse first placement faints and then she becomes the patient (laughs) absolutely and I was at a hospital that didn't have an ED so I had to get taken to another hospital and because I was still 18 at the time I got put in pediatric emergency (laughs) (laughs) and then the doctor was super lovely and she was talking and then she goes I know you she was from my hometown and it was... What are the odds? It was a, a whole thing. 
I love that. That's so funny. And so with uni and placement, do you get a broad range of experiences? So like hospitals, aged cares, or do you think it's just hospitals? Deakin is really great with um, saying that, that a lot of other unis, I've heard that first placement is always aged care. But Deakin doesn't feel like that's what you've come to do nursing for. Not like some people have, but they feel that you need to get a hospital straight away. So even if it is you know, geriatric med or rehab, you go onto a hospital straight away. And I think Deakin does provide a variety of different hospitals. Um, I've normally go to Epworth, but my next two hospitals are at two different hospitals. So I'm definitely getting the experience I want. And um, I've never been on the same ward. I've always been on a different ward and I've always had a preference to say I I would I've already done this is there any chance I could try this if you've got the spot and you know that's not run by Deacon that's normally the hospitals will say yes and no um but even when you apply to do your preferences for placement there's a wide variety they ask you if you have any things that you're not okay with so for community nursing they asked if I was okay of, to go to a palliative care setting um and like I said, yes, I said, I, you know, I, it's only a week and I think that would be good to experience for a week. But if you totally didn't want to do that, you can say no. And like, they were great. I said, like, I want to go on holiday maybe for this week if we're allowed. And I put the dates in and they said, great, we won't put you on so that you can have the opportunity to go on holiday, which I can't believe that. Like, I couldn't believe that they were so lovely. That shock horror. That's incredible. Very supportive. Can you go through the different wards? So you mentioned palliative, you mentioned geriatric. I know of a couple, but you're the best to explain it. What are the different ones? So you've got your orthopedics, which is all your knee replacements, hip replacements. Um, You've got neuros and neurology. Um, That is where you'll see... All the things that affect the brain, you'll see epilepsy, you'll see fluid on the brain, you'll see all those kind of cool things. You'll see Parkinson's. Um, and then you've got cardiac. So obviously your heart and everything that goes on with the heart. Um, that's where I've been. But you can go to ICU, you've got pediatrics, oncology, plastics, like vascular there's so many so many things that you like there's so many opportunities for me to try something new is and like I think that you know it's good that you can have the opportunity to try something and I definitely think you you know on placement if you have done something before say hey I've been on orthopedics before is there any chance someone else on that ward hasn't and I could swap and go into cardiac or something like that it's really nice how it's broad and you get so much support in uncovering, okay, where are your passions for nursing? Where do, where do they lie? Mm. I think for me as well, my last placement was on cardiac and I was I was like, no, I don't want to do it. I'd lost a family member to cardiac arrest and I was really, you know, I'm, it's too much for me. I'm, I'm going to be too upset. I can't do it. And my preceptor said, no, you should go on cardiac, but if it is too much, we'll take you off. And that was the best four weeks of my life. And now I want to be a cardiac nurse one day. Incredible. It's really, I'm blown away how supportive it is. Well, actually I'm not, I, I know it's got such a great reputation at Deakin and for all the hospitals, but it's nice to hear that if you're in year 11 and year 12 thinking about this, you are supported every step of the way. 
Absolutely. Like you've got people to talk to, people to connect with, and then your cohort as well. I've Our cohort is quite inclusive and if you've got something going on, someone's going to be there for you. It's, it's, a, it's a good community nursing for sure. It's so good to know. And you mentioned about community. So on placement, I'm assuming you have like a mentor or a buddy nurse that takes you around. Is that right? Yeah. So you'll have like a preceptor or a facilitator and they're your main person that you probably meet on the first day and they take you around the ward for the first time. And if you've got an issue, you go to them. If you've got to change your roster because of something going on, you go to them. Um, they also write your assessments and at Epworth they come up to you every day and they ask you everything you've done that day. They ask you about who are your patients, what's with that patient. Then they'll quiz you and say, why is that patient on that medication? Truly really get your brain going every day. And then every day you'll be paired with um, a buddy nurse. And, and that could be two or one, depending on the model the hospital works on. Um, and they're there to support you and guide you because there will be skills that you'll go, can I do this with someone? I'm not prepared to do it myself just yet because when you're on placement, you just have to be in an assisted level. So that first couple of times, be assisted and then become independent and your buddy nurse is there to support you 100% of the way and they're going to want to make sure you feel comfortable in doing a skill because they want to see that you can do it eventually by yourself. Mm, gotcha. That makes sense. Absolutely. Do you have any placement tips? So what is something that you wish you knew before you went on placement? I think something that I wish I knew is that not everyone is going to immediately like you. You know, you've got to, you're not going to, it's like the same thing wherever you are. You've got to build relationships and, you know, you really feel a part of the team over time and, you know, that first week is super nerve-wracking, but it's okay. It's so fine to be nervous. It's so fine to say, I know I've asked you four times where this is, but ask those questions. And then by the end of the week, you know, your buddy will say to you like, oh, I need to do that bed. And you'll walk past me like, already done it. That's so true. Um, and that's like with any workplace as well. At the start, it's so normal to be nervous, but it can take time to find your feet. But once you find your feet, perfect you're part of the community exactly again and no one's going to want to see you fall everyone wants you to do best it just takes a week to sometimes warm up to people so don't feel discouraged when someone doesn't initially latch on to you straight away because you build that relationship and you will get there and so I also know that you are doing a clinical fellowship at the worth now what on earth is this can you tell me about it? Yeah, sure. So the fellowship model at Epworth is basically we're a group of student nurses who do most of our training with Epworth and most of our placements with Epworth um, as a way to really consolidate that learning in a hospital setting. Um, we follow all of our training through Epworth's protocols. So Deacon has a different set to Epworth. Um, and we follow Epworth protocols. So when we're on placement, we're looking at Epworth-specific stuff, um, and it means like we're really putting practice into play. And it's just it's a really great opportunity. Um, that's another group of people that I have a community with, a bunch of friends with, is our fellowship girls. Um, we're really close knit, 
and we do all our classes together and a big bonus of the fellowship is they offer you an interview when you go for your grad year. Ah, smart. So if you, you know, like like a hospital and they have a fellowship program, 100% go for it because, you know, you know the people of the hospital. I know who runs the, you know, the clinical team. I know who runs the grad years. I know all the people that I will have to next year have a chat to about working and it it's a basically a step in the door and you know at Epworth we're really supportive and they give us a badge and it's really cute and you have like your badge like the rest of the team and I I love it I do love it that's so great to hear and I wanted to ask how did you apply for this or how did you find out about this opportunity it they promote it so much it comes up on your unit site um a lot of other unis do run them so it just comes up and I did a two-minute tell-them-from-me kind of interview and just spoke about myself. And I think I talked about how being from the country, I wanted somewhere in the city to call home and to have a place to go to and do placement and feel connected. They must have liked me because I got in. Love it. And so I'm sure you recommend students to put for, put themselves forward, but why should they apply themselves for this opportunity? I think you should apply because it's a great community and a great support system to have. We are able to learn skills and put them into practice in somewhere we're familiar with. And it's a great way to make new friends. And it's a a great community, again, big on communities. You know what? You've just sold it to me. I'm not even a nurse, but I want to be part of this. I have FOMO. (laughs) Any other like cool things you can do at uni? I understand like there's some travel opportunities, but not at the moment because of lockdown and COVID. But what else? else is cool that we can do as part of a nursing degree at Deakin? So you could be on Deakin's Nursing and Midwifery Society. So I am, I guess, I was a member and now I help run the society. Wow, that's cool. And yeah, I love it. It's like, it's been a hard year. We were meant to plan a event to be at the start of the trimester, like start of trimester two and we didn't get around to it and then COVID hit and we haven't really been able to put anything forward. We wanted to create like a big nursing breakfast and have a bunch of nurses and a bunch of students come together and, you know, make friends and get to know people and have a speaker, which I think is like, like if you're not on the Nursing Society, I 100% recommend that as well. It's just like another place to hang out and Hopefully next year we'll have more opportunities to get together and um, it's definitely a bonus of being in the like nursing school with Deakin. And for any high school students listening, this is what it's called networking. So if people go out and say, go and network, yes. this is what I mean. Joining the clubs, going to the events, going to the breakfast, perhaps the events are on Zoom because of lockdown. That's also normal. <laughs> I think we totally want to do another, we do a scrub crawl. Scrub? In your scrubs? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so, so fun. It's like, yeah, we go to pubs and scrubs and like what more could you want? I think I love a good beer, so totally fun. That's hilarious. Love it. And I also wanted to ask, 
Nursing is known to be female dominated, but are there any males in your course? What's the ratio like? Definitely female dominated, but two of my closest friends are guys in nursing. Wow, that's great. Yeah, and like I look at them and feel for them sometimes, 100%. You do see a couple. It is probably it's probably a 90-10 ratio, I guess you could say. There's not many, especially in my year, I don't think there's very many. And the two the two boys that I'm friends with, everyone knows because they're super involved. I think if you're not, you know, networking and talking in all the group chats and the communities, you're not going to be known. Um, and I feel like both those two boys are definitely known because they're the first to help out and stuff. And I don't see us as girls and guys. I see us as nurses. I don't look at them any different. You get a patient every now and then will say, I want a female or I want a male. And I think males are totally important to have on wards because you'll have a patient and they'll say, I don't want a girl watching me. And you have to say, cool. And you have to run around the ward trying to find if the one guy on the ward is available to do a shower, you know? That's crazy. Well, hopefully that ratio can increase one day. And like you said, it's not male and female. You're all just nurses. Exactly. I also know you have a nursing podcast. Tell me how you thought of creating this and what it's about. So Bella is my co-host and she reached out to me saying, I want to make a podcast for nurses, for student nurses, by student nurses, because there wasn't any. I think there's only one that is really targeted for students. And I said to her, I agree. Like, let's brainstorm and let's start this. And don't don't call please fall is the name of our podcast um and it comes from epworth so epworth has with our patients who are high falls risk or use gate aids we say to them don't fall please call by using your buzzer and we went with this idea of telling patients or telling our listeners that you know before you fall in nursing call on your peers, call on your tutors, call on your lectures, and we want them to call on us. And that's why we created this podcast where we go into details of what to bring on placement or what to do if you have a rough day because they're things you're going to feel. But instead of falling and maybe leaving the course or taking a break from nursing, you know, don't. Like call on your friends, call on us, and we want to be a support system for people out there and new nurses who don't have any clue on what's going on. This is so beautiful. I'm so touched by this. It's a great little name. Oh, this is brilliant. So if anyone's listening, even if you're in year 11 and year 12 or you're a student nurse, I definitely recommend listening to Don't Fall Call. No, Call Don't Fall. Please Please call, call. don't fall. I've messed up the name, sorry. But it's all it will all be in the show notes um, because you will be discussing the very real emotions and things that happen as student nurses. We definitely want to do an episode um talking about um being in high school and how we got into the course because we definitely think um that process can be uh, a little bit daunting and we want to make sure people have the opportunity to have a go and we'll show the ropes. Oh, love it. Nearing the end of the degree, so I understand you're not finished just yet, but what are the next steps to become registered? Is there anything else you have to do? Kind of getting all those placements done and all those classes done. I've tried to not completely get into that end 
kind of because I can tell sometimes it's a bit tense, it's a bit nerve-wracking. I'm still trying to enjoy this second year while I can. Um, but there's, you know, the applications that you've got to put in and the um, opportunities to watch the information nights that hospitals do. I did go to Epworth's um, this year just because I wanted to see what they talk about. A lot of the stuff I already did kind of know because being in the organisation, but I totally think that that was what I'm definitely going to, when I pick the hospitals that I totally want to apply for, that's what's going to be really important to me is getting all that information down because they talk about a lot of stuff of what they want to see on resumes and, you know, where you could go on the hospital floor and you might go, I want to go to that hospital, but they're not offering anything in a section that I like. Maybe I'll start somewhere else in a section that I do like. And I think that's really important that um, you start like watching these kind of information sessions love it and you know you have time you've got the whole of the next year for your research as to okay where do I want to work what ward Mm. what organization how close to home all that dramas exactly exactly have you ever considered more study after uni yeah so when I did apply I did apply for the double degree of nursing and midwifery um and I was unsuccessful it is a very high ATAR somewhere in the 90s or something to get in and that wasn't where I was sitting so I definitely think I will do a postgrad um, certificate in midwifery so it's an 18 month course I'll probably do it either a couple years after I finish my grad year or I might do it after I have kids to put that into perspective but that's definitely something I want to look into and even my ICU um, study I would love to be an intensive care nurse for sure. Wow. And you, you've mentioned two great pathways, but I'm sure that there is so many other ones as well, like so many opportunities. Absolutely. I'm fairly sure there's like pediatrics you can go into and then you can become a critical care RN. There's so many different ways you can further where you already sit when you come out as a registered nurse. There's so many different pathways to enhance your career so good and lastly I ask everyone this what is something you wish you knew when you were in year 11 and year 12 it can be about anything I think that you know they always say to you like this is the be all and end all and this is where you know you've got to put the hard yards in and that's totally true but I wish I told myself um that don't worry there's so many ways you can get into nursing I could start as an EN, I could go to a different uni. There was so many different opportunities and I think that that totally that anxiety for me during year 12 was so bad about I want to do it, I want to get there. And But you've got to tell yourself there's so many pathways, so many pathways. Some wise words because I know in year 11 and year 12 we get caught up and get too stressed, you know, we don't need to be stressed about these things because, like you said, so many different pathways. So, and like what my ATAR was, you know, just what I needed. Um, and totally, maybe if I had worked a little harder, I might have gotten into the double degree. But part of me knew that I'll be a nurse. I'll totally be a nurse. I'll I'll make it work. I'll find how to get there. Like, and you'll get that support. 
like career counsellors and everything will help you with that for sure. Absolutely. Well, that does conclude our chat today all about your experience at Deakin studying nursing. And I've learned so much. This has been great. No, thank you for having me. It was great chatting. Anytime. And now for anyone thinking of becoming a nurse or have any more questions for Maddie, I'll link all her Instagram details or where you can find it in the show notes as well. Join my other community. <laughs> if you like this episode of The Student Space, you can find us on Instagram at the.studentspace and it's just The Student Space on Facebook and LinkedIn. Also, if you have any requests for podcast episodes in the future, do reach out to us on Instagram DM and I'll make that happen. If you'd like to support us further, follow us on Spotify or subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Alternatively, I would love for you to leave a review. Thanks, everyone. Bye.